Hi, welcome to Nala Talk, where we discuss updates on the field of genetics testing, especially its implementation in clinical settings. My name is Fadli. I'm the pharmacist in Nala Genetics. And today we have Levi here, CEO and co-founder of Nala Genetics, as a guest for our very first episode. Levi started the company back in 2016 while she was working in Genome Institute of Singapore. She has a passion to improve the clinical outcomes of patients in Asia. Levi, how are you? Good. Hi, Fad. Hi. Hi, Levi. Yeah, so thank you for coming. Uh, before we start, maybe we can do a little bit of introduction about ourselves. Uh, could you could you tell us like your background and why did you set up Allogenetics? Sure. Um, my yeah. So my name is Levi. We've been working together, Fadli and I, for a while now. So very happy to be um, a part of this episode and this initiative. Um, we we started out Nala Genetics in 2016 uh, with with actually because of a very important uh, finding or or discovery that was created from our group in Genome Institute of Singapore. At the time I was a research officer, it was related to leprosy. And this biomarker or this genetic test could identify patients that uh, had an adverse drug reaction that could kill them uh, when they take the medication that was supposed to save their lives. Yeah. Um, uh, and then that's where I met my co-founder, Astrid, who I believe is also another uh, uh, part of this episode as well, or later on. Um, and the idea was that if we weren't going to make uh, anything out of that finding, it doesn't seem like anyone in the world would care. Leprosy was a neglected disease, um, and it was endemic in Indonesia, where I'm from. And the technology in our minds was cheap enough and is um, actually cost-effective for the government to cover. And so we, were, we wanted to make a very strong argument that if we believe this to be something that should be commonplace in the future, um, we wanted to embody that in the form of a company. Um, I think that story where we believe that genetic testing can be life-saving and is cost-effective for different applications is true uh, for many other applications beyond leprosy. Um, and that is what Nala Genetics is trying to do today to personalize prescription and also screening in the future. So that is why we started Nala Genetics in the beginning. Oh, wow. That's... Uh... It's been a long way since then, right? Yeah. It has. Now we things. now do genetic testing for many, many other medications, right, Fad? Yeah, yeah, we do. So, yeah. so, so, what? What's your background? So, what? What would you tell the audience here? Like, why? Why would you think that you are the person to to set up these tests for for the? Yeah, it was it was funny because when we um. We knew that we were going to be working with a lot of doctors, but uh, I wasn't a doctor. My co-founder was not a doctor. Um, and so the, the, when we looked at our team, which is Astrid, me, or the co-founding team at the time, Astrid, me, and then um, JJ, who was the head of the human genomics group at Genome Institute of Singapore, um, and also our PI or principal investigator at the time, 
And then also Sandro, who is the head of translational medicine of the time, um, also at Genome Institute of Singapore. Uh, we were very focused on um, creating the, the test. So we, I was a business person. Astrid was the bioinformatics together with JJ. Sandro was the one who would translate it to clinical settings. Um, that combination of skills um, was a, we didn't see that in other teams that were trying to address the solution. And so we felt like uh, we were the right combination of skills. Um, other than that, uh, why I felt very compelled to um, address this issue was because of a personal story that Astrid and I both have related to um, medication um, use that actually caused harm more than good. In my grandpa, it creates, created a lot of confusion because of this cardiovascular medication, I think related to arrhythmia or something, um, that caused us to go to many, many, many different specialties, um, ended up causing him seizure. seizure. Um, and I tell the story many, many times. And for Astrid, it was, um, I'll tell her, I'll, I'll let her tell her story, but uh, her dad was is actually disabled after that event of that medication. So it was very compelling to me that uh, we needed a solution here um, in Southeast Asia first, and then in many other places that 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 needed um, this solution. I think another part of why it is important to be set up in Southeast Asia or us as a team mm -hmm. um, is because there's this idea that genetics in Caucasians or genetics in the U.S. or other places have some differences with genetics in Asia. We're just scratching the surface, very, very right, small right. of understanding what those differences are. Um, and we're, we're just getting started. And a lot of it will show up in um, clinical manifestation. It will show up in the way that doctors practice. It will show up in the frequencies of the genes that we test many different things. And so uh, having a local, uh, uh, an, uh, an advantage in localization and working with local practitioners were mm -hmm. very, was very important to us. Right. Well, that's interesting. And if you mentioned the fact that genetics testing, especially pharmacogenomics, is, is still a, is a, is a budding or is a nascent um, uh, industry, in, especially in Southeast Asia. So what, what is your vision for now genetics in in Southeast Asia right now? What do you envision genetics testing can be? Yeah, it could, what it is right now versus what we believe it could be um, is still a few years uh, away. Uh, we believe that genetic testing should be as ubiquitous or as uh, commonplace as uh, your blood type. You should know what your genetic information for certain medications that you're about to take or when you you should worry about your risk of cardiovascular um, uh, events or even stroke, right? Which is one of the biggest killers in, in Asian populations right. as well. So um, it makes sense to us that, well, if the science is here, it really just is a matter of delivering this very important information to the right hands of the people. Um, where it is now, I think is that people are very excited about the technology, but there isn't a lot of thought about how to make it clinically impactful. So that bridge right. of 
where the technology can bring us and actually filtering that into things that are actionable and important for doctors and patients mm -hmm. is what Nala Genetics is planning to be really good at. So yeah, that's that's cool. So so the vision of like in the future where when we go to the hospital, not only that we tell them, hey, I'm a, my blood type is A plus, uh, this is my genetic uh, report. It's also quite cool. Yeah. I think that's that's a good idea. So 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 since it's, it's such a such a it's, it's a long-term vision right why why now why start now when we know that uh, there's so much to be done yeah um no 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 but well that's true like a lot of startups actually um i was about to say well not no better place to start or no better time to start than any time but um it's true that a lot of startups die because it was too early so i guess um why now is is in 2016, the question of why now versus now is going to be different. Back then, why now is because um, the technology was cheap enough. Um, but we knew that barrier of adoption was going to be an issue. Uh, this is why this, you know, this series is happening. This is we because this is why we created learning.nalagenetics.com, uh, created programs to doctor, so many other things, right? Um, but I think why now today is that people now understand what genetics is or doctors are are feeling the urgency that genetics can be implemented today and that competency of being being able to use genetics in their practice is going to be more important because of the pandemic because everybody knows what a genetic test is um, and that it could be used for diagnostic purposes and that hundreds of labs in Indonesia now has the machine um, now doctors are have have not not have no choice, but it would be a competency that they would uh, they would need to learn to be able to harness this as far. So um, we hope that you know it used to be the technical uh, advantage and the barrier of adoption is from the doctors, but now it seems like both is is resolved and it's a matter of um, delivering the right value for the users at this point. And the users here means the patients, yeah, and the caregivers as well. Yeah, the patients, the caregivers, in some situations, the decision makers or the doctors, um, because prescription needs to be coming from the doctor. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, all those are our users. Right, right. Cool. So one, one, one more question that is, is quite interesting is that why, why start it in Singapore and Indonesia? Why? You had a, a background of studying in the States. You've seen how uh, how advanced the genetics testing field is over there. Why why in Indonesia and Singapore? Yeah, um, it's because it's needed. <laughs> it's because in, in the like you said, in the US, there's already services like that. And um, but it didn't it didn't save my grandpa. It didn't save Astrid's dad. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it's not here matters and the fact that um it was it was to the point where developing countries um need to have their own capabilities of understanding their genetics and need to have capacity and capability of testing for their own population um is is to to us was a very obvious thing that to to um to resolve the inequality of 
the discovery of genetics. Because yeah. right now, most of the biomarkers are found in, in certain countries, right? But majority yeah. in Asian population, we, we don't know. We, we still are trying to understand. So it was, it was important for us to start there. And Singapore was unique because there's Chinese, Malay, Indian, Caucasian populations. Indonesia is unique for its market size, to be completely honest. It's yeah. a huge market to address. Mm -hmm. um, and it obviously is close to my heart. So um, yeah, I think that's that's why we decided to start in, in Singapore, especially, um, and then branch out to Indonesia. Great. Yeah. So I think I think I I agree with you with the the requirement of every country having their own um, independent way of testing and then increasing their their quality of healthcare. Yeah. So we have come to the end of our first short episode. Do you have any things that you want to add, Levi? What you want to say? No. To our audience? But uh, but I'm so excited for this. Uh, I guess I also wanted to hear from you, Fad. What are your mm -hmm. hopes with this podcast or series? Um, what do you want to tell your your audience as well about about what you hope that they will learn from it? Yeah, great. So, well, flipping the, the the table a little bit here. So, so I'm 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 wishing that this uh, podcast will uh, open up uh, the minds of the audience towards genetics. Uh, we know that genetic testing is is quite easily available now online, where we can see a lot of advertisement and we see your ancestry, uh, to see your what what kind of food or diet that is most appropriate for you. But it never has been enough for clinical grade or to guide your medications or your healthcare and therapy. So basically, what this podcast wants to try to uh, is to bring the um, knowledge to, to democratize the knowledge of genetics to everyone, all the audience here, so that it is easily understood and it's as easily uh, practicable as like your OTC drugs, like you go, you, you go to the pharmacy to buy uh, a painkiller like paracetamol or, or your aspirin. Yeah, I hope that could help a little bit. And thank you so much for your time, Levi. I hope the discussion here the history of nanogenetics and how exciting the pharmacogenomics scene right now in Asia could spark the interest of our audience to follow us and listen to our future episodes where we dive further in uh, about gene uh, genetics and pharmacogenomics. Uh, meanwhile, thank you so much and have a good day. Thank you.